Halflings, it has finally happened. We have merch! That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The crowd does indeed go wild. We have been working very hard behind the scenes to make some excellent merch for you all, which is available uh, to pre-order right now. Some of them will be available from the 3rd of October and the others from the 1st of November. We wanted to do this in time for the holidays so that if you know someone who maybe enjoys a bit of Three Black Halflings, you can get them a Christmas present or indeed for yourself. It's also a fantastic way to support the show. You basically have like a Unati pack, by the way, a Unati stickers pack. It's true. Oh, awesome. Unati stickers pack. I like this. It's, it's called the Suffer and Learn sticker pack, but originally it was called the Unati sticker pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm happy with the, with the Suffer and Learn. We liked it because it's like, then it's quote. Instead of just pictures of Unati's face. Several <laughs> different expressions. Yeah. It's weird because this is not a video show. Mm. You know what it is? It's uh, visualizations of the audio track. <laughs> oh, like Unati's audio tracks from some of her finest episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the blocked out lines where she's peaked her microphone yeah, from laughing. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the merch that we have available, we have a yellow collage hoodie, which has a mixture of designs and phrases from the show. The Three Black Halflings t-shirt, which has got an amazing design, and the words Three Black Halflings. It looks so nice. I'm very happy with that one. Then we have uh, the Outlaws and Obelisks poster. You can order a physical yes. poster. A beautiful, gorgeous poster of Outlaws and Obelisks. Then we have a pin and then two whole sticker packs. I, I have a question. Yes. Does this pin mm. definitively answer the question of the official abbreviation for Three Black Halflings? I think Halflings? it does. Because yeah, I think it maybe it does. Yeah. I, we've been saying TB, TBH. Should we swatch? Should we start selling swatches? <laughs> should we, should we start selling yeah, swatches? We, we, we have to tell about the deal with swatch. <laughs> <laughs> Black Halflings Swatch. The Three Black Halflings Swatch Watch. But, you know, this is one of those things that has evolved over time. We're, we're forming our brand identity, and I think 3BH is just a little bit better. We have officially become a corporation. We are a huge corporation with Jamal at the top. The top. Jamal is pleased. First critical role, then us. then us. There is also a tip jar on the store. If you would like to, you can give us a tip, and some of the proceeds will go to the amazing Jonathan Charles, who made the music for Outlaws and Obelisks. As when you donate to the tip jar at any level, you will be able to download the music that Jonathan has made for Outlaws and Obelisks and it trust me it is yes. absolutely incredible like you will want to listen to this good. without us all talking over the top of it because it's so <laughs> so so good I just <laughs> listen to it I listen to it for fun yes like it's when it. I'm on planes and stuff, I'll just play the songs over and over again on a because movie. they're so good. This is a true fact. Because they're real good. They're really good. Excellent and some of the stickers, I'm very, very proud of. I really think they look so badass, and I can't wait to slap yes. them all over my office. I love the Poochie Rat Bag sticker that is extremely late '90s. Yes, it really is. It is extremely <laughs> late '90s. Make sure you head over to store.dftba.com forward slash collections forward slash three black halflings. And if you would like to get yourself a discount, you can get 10% off if you are a patron on any tier. That is patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. Woohoo! Yeah! 
head over to all of our social medias. It will be plastered all over our social medias for a long, long, long time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but please support the show, buy some merch. It means a lot to us, and it would be really, really, really fucking cool to see some people, take some pictures, it's some three Black Halflings merch. I'm so goddamn excited. <laughs> well, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> this is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, halflings! It's me, Jeremy Cobb, but uh, Fufkin A calls me Leland Jr. Jr. And uh, it's don't worry about it, Unati. It's a uh, it's a Dimension Twenty reference. Okay. Actually, <laughs> I wish that I had thought to have this uh, when we were interviewing Matt Mercer. If okay. I had done this when we were interviewing Matt Mercer, then it's actually a reference to a character who was named after his character uh, okay. in Escape from the Blood Keep. Uh, okay, cool, awesome. That's yeah. why I thought I recognized the name because I have watched Escape from the Blood Keep. I was like. Hang on a minute. I know that. Yeah, Leland Jr. Uh, no spoilers for anybody who hasn't listened to that. But yeah, Leland Jr. is yeah. a character in Escape from the Blood Keep. Yeah. And it's, that character is named after Matt Mercer's character. Anyway, uh, all of that said, I am joined today by... Yeah, I know that's a Lewis Yow, but everybody calls me Unati. It's the the nicknaming convention really does not work if I don't come after you. It shows how much uh, the intro of this show was shaped by the order in which we were introduced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the fact that I'm saying my nickname up front. You yeah. know what? I... <clears throat> Yeah, it's okay. We'll get it next time. I I just figured out. I just have to drop the. I think I did it before. I have to drop the nickname yeah. after you give your introduction. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I say right? I say my name, and then you say you, your actual name and introduction, and then I jump back in. Yeah. That's my awesome. thinking. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah! We're about to get into something real big now. Well, anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today. What we're actually here to talk about today is a new, uh, call it segment, show model, whatever. We're trying something new out, folks. Uh, This is something that hopefully, if if it works out and if people like it, then we'll be able to do it a few more times. Um, But it's so new, I don't even have a name for it. The idea, the idea is that we are going to, for 30 minutes, create a world and a character, a setting that you, Unati, wish to play in, mm-hmm. uh, and a character that you wish to play. Okay. And after that 30 minutes is up, we will then play uh, for 30 minutes, an improvised D&D session DM'd by me. Uh, this this idea, I realized after I came up with it, uh, was probably partially inspired by uh, the podcast Left Foot Forward. Uh, shout out to Daisy. Woo! Woo! I love Daisy. Uh, where they play Wander Home, and basically part of the game of Wander Home is just creating the characters and everything. That's like the best part of the game. And then they do like a group 
like well it's it's them and one other guest but then they play for like an hour oh, cool. uh the difference is D D is not designed to have uh to be played with little to no prep yeah. uh it's not designed to be it's basically not designed to be played this way yeah. however what i was hoping was that we would be able to demonstrate uh how how straightforward world building can be and how you don't have to spend tons and tons of time coming up with this extremely detailed backstory to play a character that you have fun playing. You don't have to spend tons and tons of time creating a world in order to create something that you and your friends are having a good time with. Yeah. Uh, ideally, you probably should write some plans down if you're actually going to be uh, doing this long term. But you know what? We're not doing this world long term. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll bring it back at some point. But we're not doing it right now. <laughs> so uh, sit back, relax, and get ready for... And I'm going to start listing possible names. Uh, the okay. Screenless, screenless D&D. That's okay. one of the names that I threw that I would come up with. Cool. Pocket world building. That's Pocket one. World building, yes. We love yeah. that. Uh, behind the screen. Huh. There's that one. That's fun. In yes, inside the forge. Mm. That's another one. Uh, mm. my friend Eric. Uh, he of the. Tr- I thought uh, that, that was just one name. <laughs> no, 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 no. My friend Eric. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be playing my friend Eric. You know what? I'm adding it to the list. Okay. I'm adding it to the list. My friend Eric. <laughs> uh, that is now on the list. Uh, and last but not least, uh, my real life friend, Eric, who was the inspiration for, uh, the trash, pa- uh, was trash puppies, yeah. was it trash puppies and cheese. He was the trash puppy who was eating the cheese uh-huh. in that game. Uh, he suggested the name playing God, which Ooh, I think is pretty good. Yeah. That's I think fun. it's a pretty good one. Good. So. Who knows? Tell, let us know, fans, which of those you like. We can we, we, we we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. And also let us know if you like this segment, uh, because this is about to be very interesting. And I'm going to start. Are you ready, Unati, to, am, to yeah. give me an idea for this? An setting? idea. I was born ready. OK. 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 Don't give it yet. Don't give it yet. I have to start the timer. And I'm starting the timer in three, two, one. Create. Um, oh Lord, a world. Um, I would. Any kind of setting you want to play in. Any kind of setting I want to play in. I want to play in, uh, like an X Men X, like mutant world, um, kind of like Africa meets Japan setting. Like, like, like African samurai mutants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, African samurai mutants. Cool. Uh, are you? Is this? Is there like a uh, a dojo slash? Is I guess in this case the the home for gifted uh, home for gifted youths would be the uh, would be like a, a dojo. Yeah, it would be like a dojo situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and are you? Are you a member of this dojo? Yeah, I'm a member of this dojo, and as usual, I have all the knives. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say up front, I am not an expert on feudal Japanese history or Me just general the African continent. So there's going to be a lot of drawing from anime and also Akira Kurosawa movies. Yeah. And then what what expert or not what expert, what research I have already done for like Cub and the Caterpillar and for Outlaws and Obelisks. It's interesting. We'll see how this goes. Okay, so you are you said you are a member? Yeah, I am a member of the dojo. Um uh oh wait, I'm a founding member of the dojo. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're one of the you're one of the older ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the older ones, and and like we're a dojo by day, but at night we're a secret order of assassins. Um, mm. And like and and um, uh, uh, emperors and kings and queens task us to 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 maintain balance in in the world, political balance. Okay. Um, so here's the question. Uh, you said that we're doing X-Men. Are yes. we keeping over the idea that mutants are hated and persecuted? Yes. Why it's not? Kind of fundamental yeah. to, to yeah, the yeah, X-Men yeah, world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the thing. Okay. Yeah. So here's my question. If you're part of a school, which I presume is a school of mutants. Yes, yes. How is it that you all are being trusted enough by kings and queens uh, to do their dirty work throughout the world? What is what's the what? Give me an explanation for this arrangement. Uh, blood pact, like ancient, like pact, like we like we, like we owe them like our lives or something like. Um, uh, oh, OK, so like they uh, if you say they're opening their owing their lives. Yeah. Uh, then that gives that gives me the idea that perhaps you you guys, they know, like the government knows what you guys really are, that you're a front yeah. from, from mutant school. Yeah. And that they're only allowing you to remain open if you basically act as government stooges for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm talking about that. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, asked for, or tasked by kings and queens to do their dirty work in exchange for being allowed to remain <laughs> Oh yeah, open <laughs> and alive. Um, so, are there sentinels? Do sentinels exist? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm probably yeah. Uh, I'm happy to have some sentinels. I you know, with X Men. Yes. You know what I mean. I would just yeah. say yes. Let's go for it. Why not? <laughs> yes, and I'm imagining. I'm imagining the sentinels are the ones wearing the samurai armor. Like yeah. I just like the idea of uh, similar. Uh, it's similar to I think in the the movie The Wolverine where he's because isn't that isn't like the silver samurai like a suit that somebody's wearing in that? I think so. I think so. That's what it's reminding me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a yeah, like creepy weird central suit um, mech vibes. Okay, cool. Um, and you specifically are one of the founding members of this school. Yeah, I'm one of the founding members. <laughs> okay, I think I think we have a basis. Yeah. Uh, we we could we can continue with like because uh, what we need essentially is our, our, our potentially a villain. We may need a Magneto. Yeah, we and you need yeah. a Professor X. Yeah, you need a Professor X. Yeah, yeah. Um, who you don't have to be any specific character who exists in the X Men mythos, yeah. but who are you? Um, I. I okay. I um um I'm a, I'm a sneaky one because what it appears to be is I appear to be like the house matron of the school, like like you know like the fronts, like the principal, like um I um, okay. So you're you you are uh, ostensibly the principal of the school. Yeah, I'm the principal of the school. I liaise. I, I'm the one who goes to like the, the royal courts and stuff, and I, I'm the face. Like I liaise with people. That's what it looks like. But really, I'm actually like a deep, deep, deep like poisoner assassin. Like I'm like my skin is like poison. Uh, I hear somebody setting up a rogue in the back. Is that? Uh, yeah, is, that, that's that's me. <laughs> is that what's happening right now? 
Is it, am, what, I, am I getting rogued right what, now? What part of I have all the knives did you not understand? <laughs> <sighs> Guys, you know me. You know me. It's it's true. You know it's me. true. Uh, okay, so you are shockingly a rogue. <laughs> uh, okay, wonderful. I'm thinking level five for this because you are... Ooh. I mean, you're you're a very experienced at playing yeah. rogues, and also your yeah. character is very experienced yeah. at being a rogue. Uh, what uh, what kind of rogue are you? Probably assassin, right? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Keep it simple. Yeah, Keep it simple. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you are a poisoner as well. Yeah, poisoner. Are you are you human? Are you going to be human in this? Like variant human? Um, yeah, I'm going to go variant human. Yeah, that then my the only reason I bring it up is because you could then have the poisoner feet as yeah, part yeah. of that. So human variant, yeah. poisoner feet. Um would you like to well, I guess as far as skills go. Yeah. Um cuz I think the human the human variant you get to pick plus 1 to 2 ability scores. Uh-huh. But we'll get to ability scores in a second. Yeah. First, should we pick proficiencies? Um persuasion or deception deception. I do a lot of lying. Mm, that's true. You're you're a principal. Yeah, ability score increases. So we're going to come back to that. Um, let me just quickly go to class. Um, obviously a rogue. Uh, <laughs> Color me surprised. Like, Color I, me surprised. Honestly, like, I, don't know I really was, don't know what I was expecting. Yeah, I don't know what what you thought was going to happen yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, proficiencies. Yes. It's my own fault for for having dreams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Proficiencies, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to need um, that to be uh, persuasion, talky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably also stealth, I'd imagine, if you're running around poisoning people. Eagle stealth and sleight of hand to get the poison into stuff. And then I've got athletic, athletics, what do I have left? Perception, performance. I'm not a back flippy one. I'm more of a sneaky sneak one. Yeah. Well, are you when you say ninja? Because you said you're yeah, an yeah, order yeah. of ninjas. Yes, I think yeah, sneaky, sneaky, yeah. and flippy, flippy. Flippy, yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Flippy. Which, by the way, uh, we're basically going by the anime slash movie version of ninjas because in yeah. real life, some ninjas were good at acrobatics, but most ninjas didn't dress up and run around. Yeah. And they certainly didn't wear all black, but like it yeah. was they were they they wore, no mostly wore normal clothes, and then they would yeah. sneak in and kill somebody. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. I've done that. So, so this is very much the X Men version. This is totally this is, the X Men version. We are doing yeah. X Men anime, also yeah. Africa somehow. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to come in yet. I yeah, like. we'll figure out how to. We'll figure out how to add in some African. So you were so you were born with mutant abilities. Yes, I was born with mutant ability. So my mutant ability is that like um, I can like. Um, Basically, like through like like my sweat or whatever, like I can like imbue anything with like a little bit of poison. Like I can just like Ooh. molecularly like just shift something subtly so it will make you ill or kill you or whatever. Okay, so you can you can your your skin secretes poison. Yeah, is yeah, what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, then. Um, here is my suggestion: why we should keep you as a human. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. Have you, I think we could throw in Grung 
as like oh, yeah. an addition, a grung ability. Because the grungs are, the grungs, the, or the, I, I, would you say grung as, grung is its plural or grung, like, is grung the plural or is, or is grungs the plural? I what would go, I would go with grung. It just feels more streamlined. Makes me feel yeah. fancy. I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I usually say the grung. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I think that is actually what it is. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. So here's, here's, let me see if I can find the full page here. See, now there's, there's the option of having the regular old race grung where you, uh, you're immune to poison damage and the poison condition. Uh, and any creature that touches your skin has to make a DC 12 con save or be poisoned for one minute. Um, let me see though, really quickly. I want to see the monster grung because some of those are pretty cool. Like they, they, there are some abilities that the monster grung have that I very much enjoy. Yeah. Depending on the color of the grung. And I like, I like the idea of you being able to secrete all kinds of different poisons. Yeah. Yeah. Variant grung poison. Uh, I'll read it to the audience. So, oh, and by the way, I didn't read all the original, the racial grung stuff. So a poisoned creature no longer in contact with, uh, in direct contact with you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. You can also apply this poison to any piercing weapon as part of an attack with that weapon, though when you hit, the poison reacts differently. The target must succeed on a DC 12 con save or take 2d4 poison damage. Uh, so that's that's the regular grung. That's the that's the excuse me. That's the race grung. The 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 monster grung uh, has the same thing: poisonous skin. If you touch them, as long you have to succeed on a DC twelve con save or become poisoned for one minute, and you uh, as if you are no longer in direct contact with the grung, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns, ending the effect on itself on your uh, on a success. But there's also uh, Grung Poison, which is a variant. Grung Poison loses its potency one minute after being removed from a Grung. I'm going to copy and paste all of this in our chat so you have access to it if you don't see it currently. Thank you very um, much, Yes. A, a similar breakdown occurs if the Grung dies. A creature poisoned by a Grung can suffer an additional effect that varies depending on the Grung's skin color. Because Grung, for those of you who don't know, Grung are basically poison dart frogs, and they come in a variety of different colors. Uh, this effect lasts until the creature is no longer poisoned by the Grung. Green, the poisoned creature can't move except to climb or make standing jumps. If the creature is flying, it can't take any actions or reactions unless it lands. Uh, then there's blue. The poisoned creature must shout loudly or otherwise make a loud noise at the start of end end of its turn. Uh, three, uh, three is purple. The poisoned creature feels a desperate need to soak itself in liquid or mud. It can't take actions or move except to do so or to reach a body of liquid or mud. Red, the poisoned creature must use its action to eat food if it's within reach. Orange. The poisoned creature is frightened of its allies. And gold. The poisoned creature is charmed and can speak grung. Uh, I'm thinking if if you are willing, I think is a fun little thing to add for your character. Since you're just naturally poisonous, you might be. What if each time you do this, we it's similar to like the alchemist 
for uh for the artificer and uh you get to you roll a die to see what effect happens yay i like that there's six effects so it'd be a d6 so each time you just roll a d6 let me know which one it is and then that would be what effect occurs to your enemies Okay, and that would be like in it. So that would be whether you hit somebody with an attack that has been poisoned because you can then I, I would say use the grung ability where you can if it's a, a piercing weapon of some kind, you can uh, poison it as part of the attack uh, or if something touches you then and it fails the constitution save. And wh what does the poisoner feat give you? It gives you like additional stuff. The poisoner feat. When you uh, you can prepare and deliver deadly poisons, gaining the following benefits. When you make a damage roll, you ignore resistance to poison damage. That's very good for you. You can coat a weapon in poison as a bonus action instead of an action. Uh, well, that part doesn't matter for you because you can do it as part of the attack. You gain proficiency with the poisoner's kit if you don't already have it. With one hour of work using a poisoner's kit and expending 50 gold, pi uh, 50 gold pieces worth of materials, you can create a number of doses of potent poison equal equal to your proficiency bonus. Once applied to a weapon or piece of ammunition, the poison retains its potency for one minute or until you hit with the weapon or ammunition. When a creature takes damage from the coated weapon or ammunition, that creature must succeed on a DC 14 con save or take 2d8 poison damage and become poisoned until the end of your next turn. So what that tells me is I'm guessing with your abilities, maybe you are able to enhance them like you're able to enhance the poisons that you naturally secrete so that the 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 save goes up to a dc 14 and they take 2d8 poison damage from you if you if you if you hit them with something or if you coat yourself in poison i guess is the yeah, other yeah, option yeah. yeah and i mean obviously we, don't, we only have half an hour to play but i could also like find poisons in the world but you know 30 yes. minutes 30 minutes 30 minutes guys. yes i'm <laughs> thinking that for this you can just have already prepared uh three doses of this poison because you're level five yeah and um i think just to bring to keep the element of randomness for this we'll have you roll each time you use that poison too one of the so have have that that'll be your special poison and then everything else is just regular poison and you can continue attacking with that yes uh and then uh, the next thing that we need to do, let's see, we have, what else is left? I'm imagining deception and stealth. That's just my guess. Those of you, yeah, we've already talked about expertise on the show. Basically, it doubles your proficiency bonus for whatever, for two of these skills. Uh, ability score improvement is the only thing that's left. I can have. Yes. Well, let's roll for skills, or let's, let's roll for ability scores, excuse me, first. Let's roll for ability scores. Uh, you can either use D&D &D Beyond, which might be a little bit faster, or you can roll by hand. Um, either option is fine. Yeah, I am quickly going to go here for ability. So, 4D6. Uh, drop the lowest. Okay, so we're going physical dice, folks. We're going yeah, physical, physical dice. dice. Right. Okay, cool. That is, uh, that's the lowest there. So, that's 15 on one. All right. Just write them. I'm going to write them down even as you go. Thank you very 15. much. 15. Then um, that is uh, 13 on another. 13. Okay. Uh, drop the lowest one. 10. Ooh, 16 on one. Hey, you'll love to see it. You absolutely uh, love to see it. 
Um, drop the lowest one. Ooh, 12, 15 on another. These are some good stats so far. Two 15s and a 16. Yeah, and then... Two uh, more. Two more. Drop the lowest one. 13 on one. Okay, nothing below a 13 so far. <laughs> one more. One more. Uh, that's a two. Oh, okay. Finally, we're going to get some shit ones. Uh, what's this? Uh, why is my brain not working? 12. Just, oh, that's, that's not even bad. That's that's the same bonus as a 13. That wasn't bad at all. That was absolutely fine. Uh, okay, so you have a 15, a 13, a 16, a 15, a 13, and a 12. Okay, cool. So 12's going Not a into- bad sight in... <laughs> and not a bad stat in sight. Yeah. 12's going into my strength. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking 16 for dexterity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 for dex. 15 in charisma. Yeah, and then the other 15 maybe in either constitution or wisdom? Yeah, it's going in, into wisdom. And then what did I have? You have two 13s. 13, 13. That seems like a really nice set of stats. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's my here's my question. Would you then want to put where do you put your plus ones for this character? Because remember, you're a you're a variant human, right? You get to put two plus ones. Yeah. Um. I am going to put my two plus ones in Dex and Charisma. Okay. So Charisma gets bumped up to a sixteen, and Dex gets gets bumped up to a seventeen. Uh, and now you have the the option of the ability score. You could, uh, since your ability, since your dexterity is now a seventeen, if you put a one, uh, plus one in that, that goes to an eighteen. And then you could put the other plus one in wisdom. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump and bump that to a sixteen. Bump that. That's. I'm happy with that. That's happening. Uh, for those of you who aren't as versed in creating characters, uh, odd. Odd numbers do not increase the modifier. Only even numbers increase the modifier. So you want it's good to have odd numbers to start with because then you could put ability score points in them. But you it, just bumping something from a sixteen to a seventeen doesn't actually make a mechanical difference. Uh, it's when it's what you want is that sweet sweet eighteen, uh, and that that takes it from a plus three to a plus four. So you have some pretty. Pretty solid stats. Some pretty solid stats here. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty freaking stacked. <laughs> Not a single minus in sight. Not a single minus in sight. My next question then is, uh, what kind? Uh, what is your background? Because we don't, uh, we don't have a background for you yet. Yeah, let me just have a look here. Background. Um. Charlatan. Courtier. Are you? Well, maybe. Where? Where do you? Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Like, where where is this character coming from? Well, I mean, I think I think one of the reasons why, like, she's like the principal and stuff, and she's sort of and she's allowed to like worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. You know, move amongst um, the, the, the high and mighty is, I think she's like of like royal lineage, but she was born a mutant and then sort of like, she's kind of hidden and shunned, but now she gets to run the school. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So you came up in the court. Yeah, yeah. And then like at like the age of like 15 was like, oh shit, people around me keep getting poisoned. And then they were like, oh, oh we need to hide her. Oh, dang. Yeah. So you so you are part of who negotiated this deal is what I'm hearing. Yeah. If you're already in the court and you guys are getting a bunch of orders from kings and queens. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm essentially they, all of the advantages I can. Yeah, you're you're making yourself very much the protagonist of this normally very ensemble setting. But that's that's the important thing in this case. Yeah. You're the only player. You're yeah, the only one that matters. I'm trying to help myself here. I'm trying yeah. to help myself. Okay, so you started it out as you're a courtier. That's that's your background. Literally, it was like the first thing I saw, and I was like, "Okay, cool, I can make that." Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here throwing out like charlatan. Now nah, it's just courtier. Let's courtier, courtier. Okay. <laughs> oh, that cough is spicy. Yes. Uh, these these after action sicknesses are no joke, folks. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, basically every time it's a weird actor thing. Every time you do a job and you finish it, yeah. your body goes and, and you get sick. <laughs> yep. And Unati got slammed. Um, came up in a royal court uh, and is being given uh, protection due to her courtly connections. I imagine that you're not immune. It's just a matter of like, if you keep doing, you were just able to broker this deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a case of like, I'm very much disowned, but my family won't see me dead. Yeah. But if you don't do, if you like fail in your missions and stuff, then things could go very poorly for the school. What's the name of the school, by the way? Oh, wow. Um, uh, Akata Academy. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. What does Akata have like a specific meaning? Um, no, I'm literally just looking at my copy of the Akata Witch. Um, I'll check out. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me, baby. Works for me. Uh, Akata Academy. You are the principal of the Akata Academy. What is the principal's name? What is your name? Um, uh, Akata, which means Jack can I say Akata Academy for gifted youths? Akata Academy for gifted youths and Akata. Oh no, for gifted youngsters. youngsters That's the word yeah. we want. For and apparently youngsters. in Yoruba, it means jackal or wildcat. Ooh, okay. Is wildcat your? Is wildcat or jackal your uh, your superhero name? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, jackal. Okay. Yeah. All right. And 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 as for inspiration, because um because it gave me inspiration, um yeah, my character's name is uh, uh Nendi or Korapo. Uh N E N D I. Uh, so it's N N E N N D I. And please, any people, anyone who speaks Yoruba, please come and drag me if I have mispronounced that horrifically. Just to make sure, N-N-E-D-I? Yes, N-N-E-D-I. Okay, and then what's the last name? Um, Do you spell it? 
O K O. O K O. R A. R A. F O R. F O R. Okay. I don't know where the stress and stuff lives. Uh, shout out to anyone who is actually Yoruba. We're trying our best. Please this is us. essentially, yeah, this isn't, we're not going to be drawing deep from either of the cultures that we're yeah. going from. Uh, it's just, in this case, it would be some cool iconography. Yeah. Um, and really it's, it's, I think both of, well, yeah, no, both of these are very present in X-Men as well. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine with, his, with all of the samurai connections. Yeah. And then, uh, you have Storm, who's a literal queen. Exactly. Exactly. And also Rita Katowicz, if you haven't. Yes, go check that out. I want you, Unati, to start brainstorming with the last three minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, the name of the Professor Xavier character, what your relationship is to them. The name of the Magneto character and what your relationship is to them. And maybe what the what the team name is. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. So the name of the, of the, of the Xavier character is going to be... Um, um, uh, Zakes and Da. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with African authors. Okay, what's the name? What are the names? Xavier. Um, and we're gonna go with Zakes and Da because. Um, I'm, can you copy and paste that into the chat? Sure, I'm gonna type that. <laughs> because, or just and also spell it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with um with um uh, Zakes and Da. I'm just going with African authors. <laughs> No, not makes, dude. Don't autocorrect myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> makes mda. Zakes mda. I meant that. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, there we go. Zakes. Zakes. Z-A-K-E-S-M-D-A. Zakes mda. And then... Uh, and that's, that's Xavier. That's Xavier. And then Magneto, we're going to go with Gacha. Okay. Gacha. Uh... Like the genre of game? Um, like the political leader of, I think, Mkondo, is it? Oh. I think. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha is the name yeah. of, uh, is the is the Magneto equivalent. Yeah. Cool. Um, please don't come for me any South Africans. My grandma just didn't like Gacha that much, so that's why I've gone for that. Um, <laughs> oh no! Uh, the cultural implications of this episode are far, are far wider reaching than I had ever anticipated. I know, right? Like I was not expecting this. Um, <laughs> so spicy. <laughs> this is uh, okay, so we have. Let's see. Okay, so we have the Akata Academy for Gifted Youngsters. Uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. Nedi Okorafor is Jackal. Uh, and then Zakes Mda is uh, the, Xavier, the Xavier equivalent. And Gacha is the Magneto equivalent. And Nedi is a founding member of the dojo, uh, which is actually, it, by day it's a school, but by night you're a secret order of assassins tasked by ki- queens and kings to do their dirty work in exchange for being allowed to remain open and alive. You uh, were able to help broker this deal because you came up in a royal court uh, and uh, are you're, you're being given protection due to your courtly connections uh, through your family. You... Uh, yeah, I guess you teamed up, perhaps. Maybe you were approached by Zakes to help start this school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think, I think, yeah, we teamed up. Like, I think that, like, 
We have 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Zakes, right. Zakes, um, I was kicked out, running around, not used to like staying alive on the streets on my own. Zakes found me, took me in and realized that I also had powers and he also had powers and he helped me. And then you're, and then you got the Famila connections back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah, having yeah. been kicked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I started doing good, right? Like, and I, like I was show, proving myself, and because oh, exactly okay, like, like a whole like um a Zuko thing. Like the more good and I do, time is up. The more good I do, the more my dad likes me. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so it's this is a meritocracy, essentially. What I'm hearing, not not necessarily in the whole country, but in the court. Okay. All right. Well, Nedi Okorafor, Jackal. Uh, cool. We're going to now improvise a whole little mini session here. Uh, so, Nedi, you have finished your... As the principal, I imagine you don't actually teach the children directly. Is Oh, wait. First, I have to count down. First, the 30-minute the counter starts in three, two, one. Now, Neddy, you uh, as a principal, I imagine you don't actually teach much. You do. You may. Your contact is primarily uh, administrative. Yes, uh, it, it is. Uh, I usually spend my days uh, dealing with uh, the school's public relations and making sure any skirmishes that uh, my students have been in with any locals who do not respect our kind. Uh, or, 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 or want to outcast us even further uh, um, uh, are resolved. And um, I also make sure that all of our missions are running on schedule. Mm, that sounds like a very busy job, uh, especially if the uh, if in fact your students are regularly getting into skirmishes with the populace, which I suppose means that the Akata Academy for Gifted Youngsters is known to be a mutant school. Is that correct? We live on a on a knife's edge. We maintain that we are not a mutant school. No one has been able to prove it. Uh, categorically so far and you can imagine when dealing with uh, young teenagers the, the the natural hormones alone during puberty raging imagine that compounded with the further physical physiological changes um, mm. and you know rages are are prone and and, and oftentimes purely just mistakes um, you only find out someone is a mutant generally through some sort of strife Mm, right. Okay. Well, after a long day of putting out fires, essentially, and trying to make sure that all of these missions that, frankly, the royal family, they're taking some liberties. Because at first it was like big crises, and now it feels like they're just sending you out. Basically, and it, it, you essentially are being turned into the the arm of a police state right now. Uh, any any real political rivals uh, that this that this family has gotten are now essentially being threatened or in some cases killed if they become too threatening uh, by by your organization, uh, by the by the agents of the Akata Academy. This it's highly questionable. I mean, the ethics of the situation are very questionable, but at the same time, it is helping not only keep the school open and alive, 
But it also, uh, in many ways, helps to it's helping to keep some stability in the nation. Uh, this is obviously this is a monarchy. This is not a democracy. So this if you're constantly having political rivals and pretenders to the throne, it's not a great scenario. Um, I think. I think at the end of the day, you would receive a message on uh, one of your view screens in your office from uh, from Zakes himself, Zakes Nda, who I imagine is uh, I'm going to say is a very popular or very prominent mutant activist whose affiliation with the school is not known. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, we decided on this as a matter uh, of prudence. Uh, in order mm. to keep our students safe. Right. And so he he asks for you to please enter the sensory deprivation chamber so that he can speak with you. I, I enter the sensory deprivation chamber. Okay. So uh, I imagine that it's like, it's similar to like a vacuum seal scenario. I've never been in a sensory deprivation chamber. So we're doing an X-Men sensory deprivation chamber. The lights dim very slowly as you sit. It's, it's uh, similar. It's, it's similar to what you might imagine a hyperbaric chamber to look like. I think uh, in my brain, it's like a little pod that you can get in. You lie in. There's water. You know what I'm I'm picturing? I'm picturing the stasis chambers from Interstellar. That's what I'm picturing right now. You get into one of these stasis stasis chambers from Interstellar. It's there's like not there's water surrounding it, but it's warm, but you can't feel it. It's basically you're basically being uh, slowly sous vide, but in a very kind way inside of this little bag that exists. There's like a little bag inside of it that you're climbing into. There's warm water underneath it that's heating it uh but all that's all it is it's like keeping you at a nice little even temperature helping you relax the chamber closes above you uh the the lights in the room have dimmed there's oxygen being pumped into this like you breathing is in no way an issue um but you are able to close your eyes, relax. You feel your senses start to just unfurl. Uh, as you know that this is also, you also don't have to worry about uh, this chamber being used by anybody else because this is your personal chamber. So your skin secretions, you can secrete all you want. Uh, I imagine throughout the day you probably have to like resist uh, like whatever methods you've devised, either like if it's your sweat or what, I don't know, but you're having to like keep it all, uh, keep yourself from secreting. Yes, my, my room must maintain a, a cool temperature at all times. And during the summer months, I have to leave uh, the premises almost fully dressed. It is unbearable. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. I imagine that it's, it's similar to like what they did with Paul Bettany's vision costume where they have like a cooling system inside of it. Not comfortable, but it helps. It, it, I it, it does help. And it is it's currently in the prototype stage. Uh, so there are some kings to work out. Mm. So as you lie down in this chamber and your your senses are deprived, as is the name. Uh, now, the nice thing about Zakes Da being the way that he is, being a mutant, is that his telepathic powers mean that he never has to actually uh, be 
visible at the Akata Academy. He, if you are in the sensory deprivation chamber, he can e- re- easily reach you with his mental powers because now you are not, there's no like psychic competition. He can just jump in there and speak directly to you. And it's not long before you feel that familiar, uh, friendly, warm touch of his mind saying, uh, you hear, Nedi, how are you? Oh, I am well, but uh, we are spread rather thin. Yes. And uh, these constant missions are beginning to take a toll. Yes, it's it's really been nonstop. But I have to say, you've done such an admirable job of managing it so far. Uh, tell me, in your, in your current state of uh, exhaustion, do you think you might have it in you to perform an, a mission tonight? Hmm. Well, that's good, because I've heard the king and queen have spoken uh, through their various their various aides and uh, messengers. The word has come through. There's a top priority mission. And I would much rather have the jackal handle it than, say, the honey badger. That guy is out of control. He really is. I keep telling him not to get continually get into trouble. And I keep finding him at all of the brothels and then taverns in town. Has he, he gotten his memory back yet? No. And, and, and he, he insists that he has never done anything wrong or foolish in his life. It's like reasoning with a child. Anyway, yes, mm. I, I, will, uh, I, will, uh, I will absolutely take this mission. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to beam the coordinates directly into your mind. Uh, I will place them uh, deep within your memories so that you do not forget them until such time as need be. Uh, Do you consent to me placing these memories inside of your head? I consent. Uh, And... Just like sort of eased in. I mean, this has been this has been done umpteen times. This is also like the easiest secure way to deliver these missions. Uh, the he literally just beams all of the mission information into your head. Essentially, it's thought that Gotcha is about uh, Gotcha and his team are about to. Pulling some stuff. His they the the Sentinel program, as you know, has been uh, under in the works for quite a while. It's being developed simultaneously as a as a police system for the kingdom, but also as a military system to help defend the kingdom. It's considered like it's it's essentially being the Sentinels are being advertised as a defense network system essentially that are they're all connected uh via a um what's the word a satellite network that beams information to all of them simultaneously essentially they are drones it's like an army of drones but that look like large humanoids that go around uh now you of course know at the akata academy uh that these things were originally devised in order to find and stamp out mutants wherever they could uh however through your efforts or through through your influence and efforts at running the akata academy and of course influencing the royals and Zakes Zakes Umda's activism, the these operations 
uh, were curtailed and instead they're just being used as a essentially a defense system and a military system now, the Sentinels. However, there is strong suspicion that Gacha has infiltrated uh, the the manufacturing and programming plant for the for the Sentinels and is potentially planning something uh, in it, there is strong evidence that one of his operatives, you know, the one, the chameleon was sent in and has actually replaced one of the employees. Multiple employees uh, have called in sick, allegedly. Uh, and every single time one of them is called in sick, it's like one after another per day. And they, uh, based on the security camera footage, the indication seems to be that uh, there's like, you can see the telltale signs of, uh, it, of, chameleon's presence there's like footage where you can see uh at some point one of, oh, in like one of their pant legs it looks like there's a tail that's coiled around the leg briefly uh you'll see a moment where as one of them like looks into a camera one eye will dart to another direction just looking around in a very n- abnormal way uh and every there's also there have also been cases where one of them uh one of them looked in a mirror frowned and then turned a shade darker smiled and continued with their day uh it's so they don't know it's there they've been trying to go through pinpointing who the next target will be and another employee has just called in sick like each day what has happened is that this person has been swapping identities and taking out more and more people and replacing them that's what is thought that chameleon's been doing this they want you to go in uh this evening because they've gotten somebody on the night shift this time um this is actually one of the security guards in the plant so they essentially have uh access to every part of the plant right now. Uh, you are to go in this evening, find this employee. Uh, for our purposes, we will say that the employee's name is Asafa. Asafa, okay. Yeah, the employee's name is Asafa Hotiro. I feel like it's not, yeah, Asafa Hotiro. I don't think that's a real Japanese name, surname, but I'd, I'm trying. Okay, we're doing our best. <laughs> We're doing our best. It sounds, you know what? I do know. Uh, I do. I do know actually a um, a Japanese surname. Wait, let me see. Uh, I'll get. I'll find. I'll find you an actual Japanese surname in just a second. I just realized I did not give myself any weapons. So could I please have a, a, a dagger and a rapier? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that you. works for me. Cool. This is the. This is what I wanted. Uh, this is a Safashimura. That's his name. Asafa Shimura. Shimura. Yeah. Gotcha. But that's not the actual name of Chameleon. Uh, No one knows Chameleon's real name. Uh, Chameleon's, of course, uh, a woman. She normally has green skin uh, and a tail, a beautiful chameleon tail. uh, And she can look in multiple directions at once and change her appearance. But currently she is impersonating uh, Asafa Shimura. Okay, cool. Fabulous. Starting equipment. Excellent. I can actually do some damage to someone. (laughs) <laughs> I love the and you can have thieves tools and everything yeah, yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so uh, this site is not within easy driving distance. It's like on the it's on a completely other end of the kingdom. So you're yeah. probably gonna have to use the jet. Okay, we love. Um, yeah. So as the 
the chamber opens. Uh, you have all this information uh-huh. just deep in your brain. You have like also a, a, a layout of the not uh, excuse me a lo- knowledge of the layout of this facility. Yeah. You what does your costume look like as okay, you get cool. in the costume? So like I'm gonna like get up, get into my costume, um, and it's essentially like leather armor, but like it's been woven like with the like with the techniques of making African cloth, and it's mm-hmm. got like this black delicate shwe shwe print on it in like black and grays, like you can barely see it, and it mm-hmm. goes up. Um, and the shwe shwe print, like the dots are in inside the shwe shwe, allow for my poison to be secreted out, but they also act as like a cooling mechanism so that I don't sweat under my costume and don't secrete um costume uh, um uniform. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I don't um, like sweat too much and accidentally poison people when I don't want to. Um, and it's very durable. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And it's like full like cat suit, like to like to the top like of my of my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm imagining some jackal ears. Yeah, like on the top. Like, like there's some there's some like jackal ears. Um, and then and a little snout and there's like this little, so like there's jackal ears and then like this sort of, um, a half face mask that's just mm-hmm. up to the eyes. Um, mm. so that, and then my eyes, like I've painted them black underneath. Um, and then like, there's like this little snout that's made in leather for, for like breathing, but can also open if like, I want to release like a, an air based poison. Um, and then like with little jackal ears on the top. Okay. That sounds sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So um, I'm imagining that the, you know, for all intents, for our purposes, we're going yeah. to say that the sh- ship, instead of being the Blackbird, is called uh, the Rodan. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it straight up looks like Rodan <laughs> that you climb into. Yeah. It, but it's like it has cloaking technology, so oh, it sure. doesn't show up. Uh, but it has like the same cool wings and head like the, uh, on top that you like you're like sitting in like the in the base of the head part, seeing out through these eyes and it. Oh, <laughs> You shoot off alone in the yeah. in the Rodan, uh, completely turns invisible as you're like flying over the landscape. Yeah. You arrive there uh, just as it's getting dark. Yeah, uh, I imagine like it's one of those things you can tell it to just idle. Yeah, and so you hop in one of the little pods and. Uh, and it just pops you out the bottom. Uh, the pod falls away. A parachute. Yeah. Unfurls. You come on down. You see before below you the beautiful uh, facility. Yeah. I'm imagining that the architecture is a mixture of uh, pre-colonial Africa and feudal Japan. Yeah. So like a lot of the a lot of like the the screens that you see in like Japanese architecture and yeah. like the roofing mm-hmm. styles, but with like um, the the walls often like resemble what you would see like with African architecture where a lot of it's like uh mud brick that's been uh, that's been um oh what is it what's the style there's a specific style that I can't oh, remember the name of no. that looks it looks like a you don't even see bricks yeah, it yeah. looks like a solid mass yeah, yeah. uh but yeah, yeah it's really really cool yeah. uh like a mixture of the browns that you see from that in different all kinds of different colors yeah. as you it is this much too stylish for any facility uh, as you're like <laughs> as you're floating down in this in this parachute um you arrive like you're 30 feet we'll say that you're uh 60 feet away from the facility uh nobody saw you 
land from what uh, you can tell. Okay. You have like cloaking stuff anyway on your yeah. on all of your tech. Yeah. So your landing uh-huh. probably would have been thought to be have been a bird. Yeah. If anything, like it yeah. just reduces the size. Yeah. Um, you see 60 feet ahead of you. Mm-hmm. There are convoys yeah. uh, of like supplies and stuff being brought in. Yeah. You see guards kind of standing there. Uh, what do you do? Um, is there a way for me to like um, like jump up onto like the uh, onto a convoy area and like yeah onto up. one of the onto one of the trucks yeah onto one of the trucks and like like get underneath it and hold myself up to like get inside ooh okay make me an acrobatics check awesome okay cool acrobatics plus seven we like that. Oh yeah, that is a dirty twenty. Ooh, okay. You <laughs> scamper across the ground, yes. uh, just like staying very low, <laughs> and just slide underneath one of these trucks, grab onto the bottom, and are just going across. Or as you're just like hang onto the underside, you can see on the others, like on the sides, looking at this uh, under the sides of this. You see as you pass through the walls uh, of the uh, excuse me, pass through the doorway. Uh, and you can see the walls passing you uh, as you go in. You're inside of a large hangar now. Um, the convoy is uh, driving. You can't tell where because you can't see. But this is a very large area. You know that this warehouse has multiple exits. Uh, you can try and the the issue is a lot of it's exposed. There's a lot of stuff in here. So if you're able to like you can see your passing pieces of machinery that appear to be doing like automated repairs. Yeah. and construction on things so like, you can try and sneak your way out if you want yeah so what i want to try and do is like i'm tr- i'm like while like making sure that like i'm not being clocked by anyone i'm gonna like like jump from like little bit of machinery hide little bit of machinery hide and find my okay. way down to an exit so you come like rolling back out from underneath yeah, roll yeah. me a stealth check to navigate awesome. this place awesome stealth check plus 10 let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> That's a 27. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think I, numerically none of these guards can see you. Uh, you. Yeah, even the camera system doesn't pick you up. You are <laughs> just rolled for the cameras because uh, you know where they are anyway. Yeah. You are hiding, jumping from piece of machinery, hiding about around like yeah. you're seeing all you're getting a good uh, view of all the inner workings of this place. Yeah. But as you're making your way towards one of the exits, uh-huh. you see see uh one of the guards has just arrived wearing their uh typical guard uniform you see though in your memory something pings this is asafa shimura uh walking in nodding hey there working hard hardly working yeah yeah uh just sort of walking through everybody's given given asafa a little wave asafa walks up to one of the uh security uh, security doors presses in a couple of numbers uh and opens goes through the door what Um, do you do can i like body roll like like tumble like straight behind it into the door oh so you want to just like sprint because i was imagining uh i don't know if i said how far it was away we'll say that it's 30 feet away okay we'll say that it's 30 feet away from you this happens and you can make a dash at the door and try and just get you you just want to go straight through i want to go straight through don't give a fuck what's on the other side okay and this you have not been detected so far there's a good chance of you just running if you're running across this room you might be seen are you okay with that yeah, I think, like, before I go, I'm just going to be, hmm, before I go, is there anything that I can, okay, 
Uh, before I go, I'm going to take a ball bearing because I've got a, a burglar's pack. I've got yeah. a ball bearing. I'm going to grab a ball bearing and I'm going to like throw it into like the cogs of one of the machines so it starts to malfunction. Can I do that? Ooh, okay. Make me an attack roll. Uh, uh, plus seven. Uh, do you want me to use plus seven or a plus two? Uh, we'll say we'll say just use your dexterity to try and okay, throw it. Awesome. So it's plus four. It's a plus four. Oh, awesome! Okay, it was a DC sixteen. You, it can it lands in there. Like in one of the gears, it was one of the things that was like lifting some of the um, the the shells of these vehicles and putting them on because uh, you can see there's all kinds of military stuff being constructed here, not just the Sentinels. Um, the like it starts immediately messing up uh, and like drops the shell onto the ground. People are like Whoa, no! running oh, no, over. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Cool. This is going to be a flat roll. Okay. No advantage or disadvantage. Okay. And then make me an acrobatics check to try and get through this door just as uh, the, a, 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 supposedly Asafa Shimura goes through the door. Stealth. That is going to be a 25 on stealth. Ooh, baby. Acrobatics. Baby. Yeah, make that acrobatics. Uh, that is going to be a 19 plus 7 is 26 on acrobatics. 26 on acrobatics. You're rolling so well. Oh, man. Like, even with your pluses, you're rolling I'm so really, I, I, well. I haven't rolled below a 10. This is great. Like, I haven't rolled below a 10 once. I kind of love this. Okay, so you sprint up behind, uh, you like, you somersault through this door. You are now directly behind Asafa. Like, I'll say that you haven't touched them yet, but like, you have somersaulted into this room. This ruse cannot stay. What is is in this room? (laughs) So you're in a, you're in a corridor right now. You can see uh, there are different like testing operate, testing rooms, stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, you can see down the hallway. I mean, you know that along this uh, along this hallway, there are. Uh, yeah, there's a- there's areas where they're uh, doing different tests, not as top secret. Those that's through another door. But there's it's through the door at the, at the end of this corridor, which is this corridor is 50 feet long. Actually, no, excuse me. This corridor is 100 feet long. Uh, you are now five feet like directly behind Asafa. You know that like you, there is no place to hide in this corridor. You'd have to like, even you'd have to get into one of the other rooms. Like it's, you could even see like there's large windows for the other rooms that know that Asafa has not yet reached. Cause they've just entered this uh, hallway. The, the time for action is now. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely gonna like, uh, so I want to try and do two things. The end. Like, yes. I want to simultaneously hedge my bets here. I want to try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try grapple Asafa mm-hmm. um, while trying to poison them. Like, like I want to like grapple and contain Asafa as the threat and get them close to me. Um, like, so you want to grapple them first and then make an attack? Yeah, basically. Like a like I mean like a standing grapple. So like I don't want to like fall onto the ground. Like I want to like brace okay, it. Okay, so you currently have the just so we're clear on the uh, just we're clear on the mechanics. You currently have surprise. If you if you uh, if you attempt to grapple, you lose surprise. So you may have them grappled, but you no longer have surprise. Which for an assassin, uh, surprise is real, real dang big. Real dang big, yeah. Okay, I might cool. suggest attack first, grapple after. Yeah, 
that's fine. Awesome. Okay, cool. I did not know you you lost surprise with the grapple. Yeah, well, because once they know you're there, they're not surprised. Yeah, they know you're there. They know someone's there. Great. Um, I'm going to then attack, um, and I want to, like, get, like, on their neck and get some poison in them. Okay. Um, and then, you know that Chameleon's a tough customer, so you yeah. want to. You're gonna probably want to go hard or go home. Okay, cool. Chameleon is one of like is one of Gotcha's like second in command type peeps. I don't have to take this person home alive, right? Oh no! Oh yeah! Uh, cool. You can yeah. you can like they would prefer sure, that yeah. you bring mm-hmm. assassin. You they would see me not assassin. Uh, they would prefer that you bring. Uh, they, they would yeah Asafa in. Which is Asafa, of course, the employee. Yeah. They would prefer that you bring Chameleon in alive yeah. on some level so that they can, but definitely incapacitated. And Chameleon is extremely difficult to contain uh-huh. because of her incredible shape-shifting abilities. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, yeah, if she dies... Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Awesome, sweet. So what I'm going to do is, since I'm behind her, I'm going to take my rapier and I'm going to go for the sweet spot just below the base of the neck. Okay. Like, and, I, and, I, and I'm also going with to the, poison the rapier. And okay, with one of the special it. poisons? Yeah, one of the special poisons. Okay, make the like, attack. Drive it into the back of her head. Okay, make the attack. You have advantage, I believe, on an attack against anyone who has not yet rolled. Okay, or cool. who's not, who, excuse me, who has not yet gone in the combat. Okay. We don't have to roll for initiative yet okay. because you're just about to attack this person. Cool, awesome. I've got my two dice. What do we uh, have? And also, you, because you have surprise, you automatically go first. Cool. So, so um, 19 again with a low of 8. Thank fuck. Um, okay. 19 again, which is plus 7, so that's 26. That easily hits. Yeah, uh, and this is an auto crit, which means that you get to also, you also have sneak attack, yeah. which is going to be 66 uh-huh. plus 2d8 from this. Uh, they have to make a constitution saving throw, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this, could, this is a big constitution save right here. Cool. It's a DC 14 con save because yeah, it's a special poison. Yeah. So okay, here we go. Here we to, go. I need to find one more D6. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. Find one. Right, okay. 66. Okay. Roll the damage. Roll the damage. 66. Rolling. Ooh. Okay, I've got a couple of shit ones, but we're not bad. So um, that is 10... That is um, 11, so that's 21. Um, mm-hmm. that Did you roll the 2d8s? Hadn't rolled the 2d8s yet. 21, so that's plus 6, 27, 2d8s. Um, 27 plus 6, that is 33, plus um, 5 is 38. 38, well, that's not all. Yeah. You also have to add, did you add your decks yet? I haven't added my decks yet. So, so you said 38? Yeah. Plus four. Plus four. Which is, is 42. 42, yeah. And uh, Chameleon rolled a natural six on the save. So that's another 2d8. Another 2d8, 42. Fuck me. What the fuck am I about to do this with? <gasps> uh, uh, so that was what? That was 38, right? Plus two yeah. is, four, is no, 42. 42. It's 42 right 40, now. 42. So plus two is 44. 44. Plus seven is, is 51. 51. <laughs> 51 poison damage. Ooh, you, you stab this into the back of Chameleon's neck. Uh, it's a full, like, are, are you trying to kill Chameleon right now? Yeah, I mean, like, what option do I have? Like, I've got her in the best position that I can have her she, in. She... 
I'll tell you yeah. this. You don't instantly kill her, but yes. you do knock her very yeah. unconscious. You, like, stab. It stabs deep into the base of her neck. Uh, <laughs> and, like, and you the angle slightly off, so you don't, like, penetrate anything super vital. But the, 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 the... The uh, toxins and everything, uh, she like seizes up and then just goes limp, like after like a moment or two of struggling silently. But she can't like the poison just seeps in so quickly. It hits her nervous system right away. Like you stab straight into her central nervous system. She is she is completely incapacitated. Uh, Oh, my goodness. We are just out of time. You like stabbed her. She fell unconscious. You like caught her and um. Just all I want is for you just to describe for me how you now, after having taken this person out, extract yourself from this facility. Because you still have the Rodan up above you. Okay, I still have the Rodan up above me, but I'm in this tight space. So You're I'm, in a hallway. No yeah. one has seen you because yeah. you haven't. I mean, there's probably security cameras that yeah. have seen you just do yeah. this. But, yeah. but oh, and as as I will say this, as you stab and she yeah. like falls unconscious, yeah. you see her, the scales turn back into those that familiar scaly chameleon skin. Yeah. One of the eyes like turns around to look at you yeah. just like with this accusatory glare, <laughs> like ah, and before it like rolls back up and closes and she falls nice. unconscious. What, how do you get yourself what, your way out of here? Okay, cool. So my plan is to peek back to the door that I came in and see if they're still having a hard time. And yeah, it's been six seconds. They're like, it's ah, six, ah, they're it's still having a hard time. <laughs> so I'm going to like, like yeet um, chameleon um, as much as I can onto my back. I'm not the strongest mm-hmm. person, but I can like drag her out pretty quickly. She's not heavy. She's not, not a heavy, heavy person. And I'm going to like, like kind of like get her around me come out and as i come out i'm just gonna take like six or seven ball bearings and just go like mm-hmm. like all over like all the shit just like just like break all their oh, shit oh no like, you start breaking all over this government facility like, just break their shit no fuck them they're making me work a night shift break yeah. all their shit and then i'm gonna try to get back onto that like um trolley and like get out or i'm gonna look for an exit and like there's it. the exit that you came through is a large open like it's the large open uh warehouse house like entry door where they're driving trucks and stuff in so you can just straight run out that door people are like hey what's going on um, any, anybody who sees me do that or like direct makes eye contact me is getting knocked the fuck out on the way out just like, <laughs> one <laughs> person runs over excuse me ma'am can you <laughs> out on the ground it's unclear how it's unclear why they assumed your gender like that as you just run through because <laughs> you're a person in a full black body suit I know right <laughs> but it rolled real high on insight rolled real <laughs> Real high yeah, on insight. Like uh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> you run out the door, uh, scurry out the door. How do you get the Rodan back down? How do you get yourself back into the Rodan? Ooh, um, so like the Rodan responds like to like like a like a whistle like thing. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Yes. And then like it goes and like finds me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna get inside of that launch launch chameleon in there strap them down with every bit of rope or whatever the fuck we have in there. <laughs> like, strap them down, gag them, bind their it's, arms. It's like that day. flight attendant who duct taped yeah. the person into their <laughs> chair. You just... <laughs> okay. Chameleon is unable to even move, like, move at all. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Um, still and, unconscious and like yeah. just foaming at the mouth exactly <laughs> and then I'm going to fly back to the academy 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, well done, Jackal. Uh, yeah. As you leave the facility and like that night when you get in the sensory deprivation chamber, yeah. uh, once again, Zakes comes in. Uh, he congratulates you on a job well done. Uh-huh. He removes the details of the facility from your mind so you don't have to worry about it. There's no loose ends. Chameleon is safely taken into custody. Yeah. You know how this goes. She always escapes, yeah. but she was stopped for now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, who knows? Maybe there's some weird stuff going on that, at that facility that if we ever revisit this, we can get into in more detail. <laughs> but that was really awesome. Yeah, that was uh, fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Okay. Next time we may expand the amount of playtime slightly, but yeah. I think that was that was uh that was really fun. That was super fun. That was lovely. And for all of you who got who basically listened, that we set up like I don't know. It felt to me like a world, even if it's not detailed, everything's filled in. Like, sure, maybe the kingdom needs a name. Maybe the king and queen needs a name. Blah, 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 blah. But we got the gist. Yeah, Yeah, we we got the gist. We kind of know how it works. And also, like, um, it was quite easy to, like, immediately, like, make a aesthetic. Like, and I Mm -hmm. know that sometimes when you're trying to be inclusive, like, you want to be detailed and go really deep because you want to be respectful. But, like, you can also just be brave and take some risks and test some stuff out with your friends in this way and just be like, what happens if you put these two vibes together? Bang, and see. And then do your research. No one's going to come for you. Yeah. I was hoping that uh, that Chameleon was going to make it all the way to the Sentinel part of it so we could actually see the Sentinels being constructed. Ooh. But honestly, you were too good. Yeah. <laughs> you were so good, you took her out before we even got there. So <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> you took her out right in the hallway. This is why I play rogues. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, that was some crazy damage. Yeah. Uh, I wish, I kind of wish that the, that the, uh, the poison damage could also be, uh, could also be doubled, but it's, yeah. it's a con save situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real shame, but an extra 48 would have been bonkers as well. Yeah, that'd have been crazy. Um, but I guess as a little debriefing, yeah, what, uh, we should, I guess, decompress. What were you, what were some parts of that that you really liked and what were some parts of it that you think we could improve for next time? Just like, and, and this is not the segment, this is the game that we just played. Um, I mean, like, like you mentioned, obviously, like, I would like a little bit more, like, detail and, like, understand, like, how the sort of world works. I was really excited to, like, all of a sudden be like, oh, there's screens? I have screens. Oh, yes, I forgot I'm an X-Men. Great. <laughs> um, that was that was really exciting. So like, it was really cool to also find myself in like a in a in a weird like medieval futuristic African Asia. Yeah, um, which is really like it's like Afro Asia futurism. You know what I mean? Mixed with yeah, well, I guess the X Men as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that was super fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think I like with D and D like the more you play, the richer the world's become. So it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really cool. I don't think that there's anything outright that I would be like, fix this now. That's the thing. All, all the stuff that we needed was yeah. essentially there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And we can build up more as we go along. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wait, roll a D6. I want to know what poison would have affected her if she'd re- remained conscious. Oh, hang on. What affected right. Chameleon? Five. Um, oh, she would have been frightened of her allies. That would yeah. have been orange. Yeah, orange. Yeah, frightened of her allies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. Sorry, I just wanted to know which no, no, which no, no, one no. she would. It's okay. Um, yeah, I think that I think all all the building blocks were kind of there, and it's not enough time to find a flaw. And also, like, it's loads of fun. 
Yeah. We're just kind of having fun and a good time. So like if you're anxious about playing D and D, it really is just that easy. Yeah, we mm. may know that like the, some of the rules better, but like mm. it is Actually, just you know, instead of instead of flaws, uh we should say what would you like to explore in that world next? I would love to explore like the architecture. I'm like like you so like feudal Japan, like there's screens, but then there's like these big like solid slabs of walls of like African style buildings and then like I wanna know how the kingdom functions. Like I'm mm. really interested now in the political landscape of the kingdom. Like yeah. and like and and how and how like sort of traditional African uh, cultural practices and traditional Japanese cultural practices meet and complement or contradict each other in the world. Yeah, because we're combining, like, uh, I would I would be really interested to, like, do research, a lot more yeah. research into uh, both, like, how African monarchies tend to function yeah. and how, like, Japanese, I guess, monarchy i mean an emperor is yeah. basically a mon is basically yeah. a, a king by another name they they, yeah. they function i'm pretty sure empires and kingdoms basically function the exact same way yeah. uh in most Maybe cases are. but yeah. i know that like in some uh in some traditions like the japanese emperor has been like a god yeah. figure yeah. which is really interesting i don't know i'd be interested yeah. i know for like I mean, North Africa, the pharaohs were sometimes yeah. viewed as deities. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to look into a lot of this stuff. It is, yeah, it'd be super, like, exciting. And, like, and then also, like, um, ideas around honor. Like, like mm -hmm. w what would that mean? Especially for, like, the sort of shunned mutants. Like, I'm thinking from a character perspective. Like, what, yeah. what's the equivalent? Like, what am I... Which, you and, know what I mean? Like, how is this working? Yeah, and from an ideological... Like, we got into it slightly, but yeah. right off the bat, the ideology of your organization was being challenged by your very existence. Because, like, exactly. the X-Men exist as an independent body and just do yeah. their own thing. They're freedom fighters. Yeah. You guys are government stooges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. According to the setup. And, like, and that was kind of interesting. Like, from that get-go, like, my first thought was, like, Right? How the fuck am I going to get us out of this deal? Like, <laughs> maybe like, like, how do how do we get out? Because like, I, I'm in the world that I'm dreaming into in my head. I'm like, what kind of shady shit have they asked us to do? Like, where's the moral gray area for us? Like, mm -hmm. and how do we sleep at night knowing that we're doing? essentially like how grim dark are these leaders <laughs> yeah well and it's, it, i'm even looking at it like if if we were to follow the idea that the the leaders are viewed as deities uh in some way then the the question is who are all of these dissenters that you yeah. guys are being sent out and do you believe like i mean most people probably would believe in at least the authority of the monarch yeah. so for you guys is this like an honorable thing is this a way to show people like no no we're good we're actually helping to keep the peace yeah. so by helping make this into sort of a police state uh we're or like at least a surveillance state we're showing yeah. up and intimidating people who oppose the person who who pretty much the vast majority of the populace accepts is good yeah. i think this is a very interesting uh it's a very interesting world that we yeah. can and it, and it starts to pose into. some pose some questions because then you know like why is gotcha doing what he's up to like what's mm -hmm. what's the motivation there and and yeah what's gotcha's deal yeah and it's like what are we all not seeing what kool-aid are we drinking like mm -hmm. oh, i'm now fascinated i'm like right like there's there's gotta yeah. be there's gotta be something shady going on here like it can't yeah be 
And is there like, is there, is there secret knowledge that you guys have access to or that Zakes has access to that is like making this a necessary evil that you guys are like, no, no, we have to go along with this for now because it's worse if Gacha gets in power. But we plan on eventually bringing down the monarchy or reforming the monarchy in some way. Anyway, I don't know. There's a lot of, this was exciting. This was exciting. Uh, And we would have eventually gotten to meet Chameleon, I guess, if, if she had survived round one. But your damage was too high. Assassins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, real, real strong. Uh, okay, well, that's it for us uh, here on Three Black Halflings. I, I hope you enjoyed this new show format. Uh, we basically get to, you get to hear us play some D&D. And like Unati was saying, we may know the rules a little bit better. Uh, and I do not, we, we do not recommend that you spend just 30 minutes of world building. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully this was a demonstration, demonstration. Uh, of how just a little bit of world building can be more than enough to start and have a really fun time. And then you just build it up as you go. We may not have dug into the monarchy. If Unati did not then tell me as DM, I'd really like to get into like the workings of this kingdom and find out what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a really interesting Avenue to pursue. That's yeah. That would, that would have been something to look into. I literally chose court here at random. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it shaped everything. <laughs> yeah. It shaped everything. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully this is a fun demonstration. I hope to do this with more people down the line. Uh, yeah, let us know if you liked this, folks, and we, we can do it again. Maybe me and Unati, maybe we bring somebody else in. Maybe, yeah, one of these days, who knows? We'll see. But uh, thank you all so much for having listened to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that's that's it for us. Yeah. Uh, so long, yeah. Shirefolk. Yeah, so long, Shirefolk. was a HeadGum Podcast.